Hey everyone, thanks for joining me. As promised, I have Victoria Kennedy and PSK in my shack. So, we're going to start with Victoria. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Um, one of the questions that I want have for you are from some of the listeners who want to know how you are doing in your recovery. I don't know what happened, but is everything okay? Are you back? doing what you love doing i am everything's going great um on the road to recovery and i actually had a reading i want to say a few days after i got out of the hospital i was in the hospital already arranging um, future readings so i'm doing great okay that's good and we have another unexpected guest here (laughs) how are you can you um let the listeners know your name sure um my name is Irma Kennedy, and uh, doing great. Thank you for having me in your shack today. That is Irma Kennedy, the wife of Victoria. And um, my next guest is PSK, who is actually one of the stars of Psychic Kids. And how are you doing today, PSK? I'm good. How are you? Good. Thank you. So um, I've got a couple of questions for you that were sent in by listeners. And the first, you probably know, people want to know, when did you actually find out or feel that you had something extra, that you had something special? Uh, I kind of always knew that I was different. But my mom, like one time, <laughs> we went to Polo Loco to get food or something and there was this like guy that I got like a weird vibe from I guess that's one standing outside right yeah okay and then I got like a weird vibe and then I told you and like I, I don't I don't remember this I'm just saying like what my mom said and he said that like my eyes were like blue so when he channels or he goes into that spiritual realm his eyes turn blue really yeah yeah when he goes from just your Plano everyday kid to his higher self, his his eyes turn blue. What causes that? How how does that happen? Because of spirit. So would it be safe to say that whoever is that would be his guide then? Would that be his spirit guide? No, because his spirit guide is um, a Native American Indian by the name of Bo. Um, does Bo have light eyes? I don't think he does. No, huh? Um, I just think it's his higher self because when when we are in the physical, and I'm sorry, when we're in the spiritual realm, we're all the same. We're all um, energetic light beings. So the I would assume that um, that's going to just be himself, his higher self, I guess we could say, mm-hmm. you know, kind of coming forward. Okay, it doesn't necessarily mean that he's taking on any characteristics of the way that one of his guides or someone may may have. Like, the blue eyes don't mean that his guide actually has blue eyes or anything like that. That's what I was just wondering. Yeah, no, I, I think it's because of his, his higher self. Okay. I mean, his, his whole demeanor changes when he goes into, like, that realm. He goes from your everyday, you know, nerdy kid to all of a sudden, like, who is this? Mm-hmm. So he's serious, so he gets more serious and yeah. stuff about that. 
And he just snaps out of it and he's his old self. So the uh, next question is, are you continuing y- your light practice or have you put that to the side for right now? Because I know a lot of people also do that during certain years when they're young. So are you continuing in your practice at this time? Uh, yeah, I'm still like doing it. I go with my mom on readings and clearings. I help her with stuff. I'm also her little cameraman. I film her stuff while helping her. But I wouldn't say that I really put it off to the side. I just never really use it that much. Mm-hmm. So can you just be in like anywhere, perhaps, and pick up on energies from people? But when you feel that, it's mostly negative, right? Like if you'll get some type of um, vibe from people? Uh, it usually like varies on like the person. Mm-hmm. It varies on the person and just like their personality. Not, not their like personality, but like... Hard to explain. Yeah. Sometimes you kind of just know, you know, just like this feeling that you get. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The thing about it a lot of times though is, for example, you can be around a few different people. You're in a setting where maybe you're at the, even at the store where there are more than one, you know, or anywhere and you'll feel negativity. You'll feel that that vibe so are you able to pinpoint it to who it is I mean I know that we're talking about maybe someone who's pretty advanced being able to do that I know that it takes time like in his case perhaps but are you able to do that or maybe sometimes you are sometimes you're not like I don't know who it is but I feel this feeling yeah Mm-mm. No, I can, but it's um, it's like I have to go around. So in other words, I'll feel it. I'm like, okay, I need to walk around because I need to be able to pinpoint that person. So it's, I guess we can say it's as if you have a metal detector mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're kind of scanning the area until you, until you hit that piece of metal and it goes off. So that's kind of how it is with me. I have to kind of walk around and yeah. kind of feel. So I'm just... No, 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 and then it's like all of a sudden beep 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 beep, and then I kind of narrow in. But sometimes, um, um, it's it also works different because sometimes I can look at somebody and I can I can already feel that energy. I can see the energy. I can hear the energy too. Yeah. So. And it looks like they have like a dark veil around them. So that's an indication right there that this is a negative person. Also, sometimes I've wondered if um, they're actually people at times that I'm seeing and maybe not just entities. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. Um, When when you're kind of out and about and you see the homeless people and how they're in the middle of the street yelling. Yeah. Well, a couple of things. Um, they're either on drugs or because they have their own inner demons that are manifesting, and that's who they're arguing with. These, mm-hmm. their, their own mm-hmm. inner demons are, are mocking them. Mm-hmm. You know? And then there's other times when 
you have the homeless people who truly need mental health help, but there's none given to them or provided to them. And um, you can see their guardian angel like, don't do this or get up, get up, get up. You know, it's like if, if um, you know, you're telling your friend, come on, get up, get up. I've seen their guardian angels doing that to them too. Like trying like, really? get up, get up, get mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes to a lot of these people, um, mainly the homeless for whatever reason, I've seen them also, and this goes back many years because when I lived in L.A., and we used to go to L.A. proper. I used to like to go there. And for as long as I can remember, there were people out there, and I would see them, like, talking to the sky. Who are they talking to? And I always had this feeling that they are talking to something. We just can't see it. I'm not going to say that every single one of them, but there were those who I believe saw whatever entity it was that they were talking to, and, and we just can't. Well, those entities are, are mocking them. Yeah. You know, mocking them, making fun of them, um, telling them things in their ears so they can go and cause harm to either themselves or to other people. So when you hear these stories about some homeless man who pulled out a knife, it's be- nine oh, yeah. times out of ten, it's because yeah. of that entity. Yeah. Um, being able to persuade them in a way that's going to cause harm to someone else or to others. Definitely, yes. And you hear about that happening pretty often because there are these people who, one of them was um, DeFeo, the guy who killed his family at the Amityville house. He said, and I'm not saying I believe him, but I believe that it's a possibility because he said that there were voices who told him to kill his family. Remember before he died and they had him on some of the psychic shows even, and he was talking and uh, giving interviews, and he said, I heard voices telling me this. Yeah. Yeah, he is someone who needs um, a clearing. Just because you move out of that environment, wherever you go, doesn't mean that you feel like that behind. Yeah, it's there with you. It's like attached to you. Well, that's what I, that's what I tell him, you know, um, not to ever be afraid because you're not alone. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's like if you feed into the fear, yep. then you're going to create that fear yep. and that's going to consume you. Like there's nothing to be afraid of. I said, they're actually more afraid of you than you are of them. Well, that's why the, they mount the attack. Yeah. That's why they kind of walk and tilt their head to the side or just stare at you. I said, because that's their way of trying to beat you down where. Yeah. You don't have to be scared. It's all fear-based because not only they want you to be scared and just forget everything that you may know, but also it's like their food, like we talked about before. That fear feeds them. And then once that happens, then it's like they bring friends. Like, oh, let's go. (laughs) There's a barbecue over here. You know? Maybe there. So put it there. that's that's what happens. It just creates something, and it gets bigger and bigger as time goes on. So yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, um, earlier we were talking about how um, how he had chose us, right, and and how he really should have did his research and asked God more information yeah. about us, right? <laughs> but you know, he actually had said uh, before he came down here that he saw his uncle with mm-hmm. a TV on his mm-hmm. lap, and he saw me. Um, 
and everything he said when he first told me that everything was accurate because mm-hmm. I remembered you know in times where um, um, like he he goes on adventures with his grandmother with his great grandmother um, what else bud you know his guide Bo who grows with him you know when I first asked him about Bo at the time he was in preschool and I was like who's Bo how come I don't know about this Bo I know everybody because mm-hmm. he was so little. I remember I asked him, well, where's Bo at? Oh, Bo's in my head. So I'm like, okay, Bo's your spirit okay. guide. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I get it. You know, and I asked him, like, well, does Bo come in, you know, did who send Bo? Oh, God did, Mom. I'm like, okay, okay. So, so, when, you, so when you first met Bo, was he, like, the same age as you? Yeah. So now he's grown with you. You guys are the same age. Like, you're growing up together. Yeah, we're both kind of growing together. This bow and haircut. <laughs> but he's a Native American, so does he have long hair? Does he look like the what we picture? Yeah, it's like like it was like little like Indians and in like the and those like cartoons. Those like old cartoons. Mm. Like those. Mhm. Like those big like kind does, of like hats, I guess. Does he wear a full or does he have um, one? What do you mean? One on um, feather. Like full. He has a full? Okay. You ever, okay. Do you see him every day or speak to him every day or just not so much? Not so much. I, I always talk to him that like when we go and do a, like a clearing or something, then I always like, oh. ask him. He wants to make sure he's there for backup. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's probably a good idea. So, I know that, um, you know, there's a time, and it's usually around the when you're changing, like when your voice starts changing and like stuff puberty. like that, yeah, that a lot of people will put it aside for some reason, and like, just, it never goes away, yeah. but you just kind of like, ignore it a little yeah. bit suppress it so in a case like that say if he did that and then he's 18 even 20 and it's coming back or he allows it to would both still be there or would it be someone else um well you know we all have many guys who kind of come in and go but Bo is going to be his main guide so Bo will always be there but i don't think he's really going to um well, what i'm feeling is I don't think he's really going to recognize other guys till he's like 25. Mm-hmm. So right mm-hmm. now, Bo is going to be his main guide. Um, and in, you know, future projects as well, Bo will be there with him. Mm-hmm. The other thing about it is that at that same time where certain people suppress it, well, then there are others who they become stronger in this. Yeah. They just seem to gain in their knowledge they seem to and it's those people who are actually some of the like um the best ones the strongest ones the most knowledgeable ones who are able to do this kind of thing like better than maybe i would or you know because they just seem to have more strength when it comes to this thing yeah no i agree with that you know i kind of um you know he 
wait, you know, he's your normal kid. So yeah, there's yeah. times when he's like, Mom, I don't want to do this. Or, yeah. or I'm like, EJ, or I'll ask him, um, you know, will you come with me to go do this? And it's like, oh, you know. But once we get there, you see that yeah. switch, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, the good thing is that, you know, he's being trained to do different things. You know, clearings and readings and... Sometimes I ask him if I'm working in a missing persons file, you know, can you show me this? Like, like what? And he, sometimes he just looks at it and you see that instant change. It's like A, B, C, D. And I'm like, why didn't I get that? And then I assume he's just like, and just, he just goes back to his normal thing that he's doing, you know? So, um, I think I will... What I'm being told is that his main duty is going to be to do to to clear. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be some extractions. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I don't know when you talk about doing something like that to be able to prepare for that. There's you don't you can't prepare. Um, yeah, because how do you know? what you're actually going to be confronted with. I sent you that Zoom video yeah. where all of a sudden I yeah. that manifestation began to happen. Yes. You know, and um, I could feel it. And it's not that I was afraid or I didn't want it to happen, but because we were not in person, so I had to like, um, um, I pretty much had to just breathe, breathe, right? Um I remember when on that video when it was looking at me I heard I heard it so loud my guide do not move your eyes like you stare back do not look elsewhere you don't look around yeah you keep staring like you know regardless of what you're feeling right now keep staring do not back down you know and so um, I did it because I was looking I really wasn't sure, right, what I was dealing with, and all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm going to try to bring it forward. And as soon as I asked, what is your name, that head just tilted. Yeah, I, I got like, goosebumps. Oh. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. I think I showed you, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. you showed me the Yeah, I did. I, did. I just got goosebumps when you said that because I, could, I remember that, yeah. I even have it on my YouTube channel. Yeah, right? that was like. Um, and I was like, oh, here we go. And as soon as I heard, I mean, as soon as I said, here we go, um, that's when um, Irez, who's my main guy, is saying, do not move your eyes. Do not, do not, do not. I heard him as if he was literally just standing next to me. Keep your eyes where they're at. Do not move them. And I was like, well, can I blink? Like, what? You know, but then they kind of um, calmed down a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have no time to, to prepare. That's why... You know, when we go into clearings, and, you know, I've even taken uh, my wife to clearings. I said, we're closing up now. You close your aura. You know, because mm-hmm. a lot of times people feel that there is some sort of a, of a possession that it gets inside of your physical body, but it gets inside of your energetic field, your aura. Mm-hmm. That's what um, weakens you and how you become possessed with whatever entity it could be there or entities. The other thing is, um, remember my incident a few years back when I saw those boys out here. Do you remember that? I told you that um, for whatever reason, because once it's a certain time in the evening and I get home, 
I'm not going anywhere again. And I got this urge to go to freaking Target. It wasn't late, but it was like, it was like in January and it was kind of um, sunsetting and it had been raining all day. So for whatever, I get in my car, I go to friggin' Target. What I'm going there for, I don't know. So I go in there and walk around and I come back, come back home. And I was on the way and I saw these boys. Do you remember that story? I saw these two boys. They're walking this way. And I'm thinking, who in the heck is going to let these two kids out right now? It's still wet. Still kind of misting. So I'm looking around to see if anybody's outside, any garage doors open, but there's no one around. By this time, it's already pretty dark now. And they're barefoot. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they were wearing just shirts Mm -hmm. and pants. And there was one, I don't know, maybe he was eight or something like that. The other one was maybe five, but there was one taller, you know, and then the smaller one. And... They were like in my driveway on the sidewalk when I'm pulling up, waiting to turn in. And they looked at me and just like this, and I'm in the car, okay? We have eye contact. And then they just slowly, just kind of like, okay, we're moving. And they moved out of the way. But they stood there and watched me as I pulled in. I opened the garage door, I start pulling in, and I got these, yeah, the strangest, like the heebie-jeebies, okay? And so I'm like, I pulled into the garage, and then I hit the clicker to close the door. And I'm thinking, what in the fuck are you scared of? I'm not scared, but I'm freaked out. There's something wrong with this. They're not regular boys. Yeah. So I sat in my car for probably a full minute. And then I was kind of like, I want to get out of my car. Because <laughs> I was like, one of, one of those fuckers came running in here before the garage door got all the way down. And now they're waiting for me to come out. But then I was like, shake it off. Like, what's wrong with you? You know, that's not typically how I am. Yeah. I'm not a scaredy cat of these kind of things. So I got out of my car. And then I just like, I don't know. These boys, they, they weren't black-eyed children. But it, the whole thing was just weird. So I came and I looked out the front window. And there was no one around. And I was going to go get back in my car and drive around and see if I saw them. But I was like, no, because they could maybe live at the cul-de-sac, whatever. Even though something, you know when something yeah. is wrong. So it's like, no, there, there was something else going on here. So, okay. And I was telling you about it. I remember. And then you told me. The reason that you were compelled to go to Target is because you were meant to see these. Yeah. And then Ethan had said something about um, before you go home, before you turn that corner, pray. Yeah. Say, say some prayer. This is, yeah. this is a few years ago. Yeah. I remember he made that comment. Yeah. So that's what I did when I was coming home. But a couple of days later, okay... I'm driving home, and for whatever reason, I didn't turn in there. I went around here, I don't know why, and to turn in through here. And I saw those boys again. Are they homeless boys? 
They were wearing the same clothes, all right? Thank you. They were wearing the same clothes, and this time it was lighter. It wasn't dark. And I could see that their pants were frayed, and I could even see, like, the bottom of their feet as they walked, and their the bottom of their feet were, like, black. Like, they had been crossing the streets, and actually... For them to get to where they were when I saw them, they had to have crossed the streets and even this big street here. And I wanted to approach them so bad and at least ask them, where are your parents? But something would not let me. Because you're not supposed to. Yeah, I wanted to, like, I'm not scared, but something prevented me from doing that. It was God. He's like, no, no, no. And it's like I had the feeling like they knew it was me and that I was right there because yeah. they were walking away. Their backs were towards me. But they oh, they didn't turn around, but they knew it was me and they knew that I was right there. But that was the last time I saw them also. Yeah, I remember that. I remember yeah. I, had told, I had told him and that's what he said. Yeah. This is like... Um, Three years ago, was it? I think it's longer than that. I think it's like five years ago. Yeah. It's been a while. Maybe four or five years ago. Yeah, I remember that. I had been... And one of the things is that I had been doing some research on the Black Eyed Kids. And um, I don't know if that has anything to do with it. I know that there are some people who say that they were researching certain things, really getting into it, and then they would have like an encounter. Yeah. Almost like they've accidentally maybe like kind of conjured something with doing their research. There was even a famous radio talk show host, and he was in his, um, whatever, his shack doing research, and he was confronted with, uh, um, I think it was the hat man. Oh, heck no. Yeah. It's another entity that some people say it's just folklore. Some people say that it's really true. And so this man, he was not a young guy either. And he wasn't like someone who just believed in everything. But he told the story about, yeah, I was in my um, little shed, whatever, doing my research because I had been researching about this. And I had an encounter with the hat man. Just kind of came like slender man type of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Came right into his space, like if I was in here and the hat man just came on in. Like that. That's why anytime you do um, research, um, it's important that you protect yourself and where you were at because that is a way of conjuring because you're learning. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. just like um, anytime you go in, you're Googling, I don't know, like a demon or whatever you're technically conjuring them so that's why it's important that you always close up and you protect your 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 space that you're in yeah it's really true and there are people out there who don't realize that conjuring doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go and boil bones and herbs and oils and stuff it's a lot easier than that if you don't know what you're doing it is a possibility then people want well why has this been happening why has that been happening and that even happened to me not that long ago because I was like, I shouldn't have been doing that. I know better. You know, but yet there I am confronted with something 
And let me tell you, this was something that I never had before in my life. It was almost like the night hag type of scenario, mm-hmm. but it was different because this thing wasn't like pressing me down. Oh, it. Yeah. It just. Um, I could feel the presence in my room, and it was like holding my arm and things like that. Yeah, this was totally different than the night hack. You know what that is, right? Night hack, have you ever had that happen to you? Well, I've heard of it, never had it. Yeah, it's, Mm -hmm. the first time I had that, actually, it was um, when I was living in Orange County, but that that was scary, that scared me. So anyways, are there any other plans for you to do anything else? In the future, have do you know of anything that you may be doing um, as far as publicly? I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do with my gift. I'm kind of just like keep helping my mom with like clearings and stuff. Mm-hmm. Just kind of like just her little like helper, mm-hmm. like her little elf. My little elf. <laughs> He's actually going to begin helping me with um, a group that um, I started, but I never really put some effort into it. It's called Enlightenment Youth. It's to help kids who have this. Oh, that sounds like a good idea. Them. Yeah. So um, he's going to be like my my ambassador, I guess you can say. That sounds like a good idea. And I know that there, there are... Well, I don't know the percentage these days because a while back, especially kids, you were, if you said anything like that, that happened to you. you. Yeah, or they would just think, oh, you need to stop watching whatever and all of this stuff. They really didn't believe you. But um, probably even nowadays, maybe not to the extent as before, but it's a good idea. That would have been good if they had something like that out there. Like when I was a kid. Or when you were a kid, yeah. but at least you had your grandmother, you know. But um, when things would happen to me, I pretty much didn't say anything, but uh, I could talk to my dad. She never um, told me anything. I, I didn't even realize um, her gifts until until years after she passed, you know. And then it, it kind of dawned on me because she knew so much. And she would say something, and I would get blamed for telling her. I'm like, I never told her. And after it, everything kind of made sense, you know. Um, but I don't think she, you know, wasn't then it wasn't really accepted. Yeah, You know, yeah. all the gifts. Her thing was like, they were going to think I was this crazy lady. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I, you know, I don't know. I know that one time, I, I explained to you one time I went in the backyard with her and I was just telling them last night as well how it was like this indigo blue coat. Mm-hmm. The entire backyard was lit up. I literally could see the moon in our backyard. It was huge. Um, and at that moment, I remember her saying, she looked at me, don't be scared. It's like, it's like she's waiting for me and I was waiting for her. But this wasn't a dream. No. This was a real awakening incident. Yes. I, I was telling them last night, you know, we had this little small trailer in the backyard. Yeah. And she liked to sleep in there, um, especially if it was going to rain. And I don't know if it rained or not, but I remember it being moist outside. So maybe 
that just rained. And um, <clears throat> she told me, I'm gonna go inside of the house really quick. Do you wanna stay here or do you wanna come with me? And I said, no, I'll go with you. And um, <clears throat> we had in the backyard, um, to the left was where uh, my grandfather played his piano and he would take down these green things and put them up for winter and take them down for summer. And then um, to the right were like his homemade um, benches he made, his table. Yeah. And um, and I remember I stepped down. Well, actually, when I when I first looked out of the trailer, that's when I noticed it. I noticed how blue it was, like that indigo blue. And she was, I want to say, she was maybe like, not that far, maybe like seven, ten feet away from me. And I remember I was just like, wow, I can see it plain as day. I was just like, wow. And I stepped down and I was still looking. And that's what she told me. It's okay. It's okay. Don't be afraid. I was just like. I wonder if that wasn't a, um, like a UFO type of um, thing. Because the indigo color and to light up the yard like that because oh, it was bright yeah because even um a harvest moon wouldn't do that i mean it was so bright i don't know i, I want to say it was more of a um of a mystical experience yeah yeah i feel at that moment in time that's when she realized what i had but even though i would have encounters you know with spirit even that young I really didn't know what it was yet. Yeah, so yeah. So I, I was just like, I, I still see it plain as day. It was, it was like if the moon was white, but everything in the backyard was all indigo blue. The entire backyard was lit up, and the, and the backyard was huge. You know, um, I remember I was just like, wow. And then that's all I remember from it. I like if know. it opened up, like the yard, it was bigger at that moment than it really was. Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. like if the moon was just sitting. Yeah. You know, kind of on a fence or something. I don't know. But I just remember. I mean, that's what it just, I mean, it doesn't mean that it is, but it just sounds like it would be maybe that type of an experience. Yeah. And I don't remember after that what happened. I don't know if we had any dialogue about that. Um, probably just went inside and got some food. <laughs> went back into the trailer. I'm going to tell you something about that particular place, though. That That yard. Um, I have had like vivid dreams about that area. And in one of them, there was actually a, um, UFO scenario. Really? Yes. And the thing about it was that you would be inside the house by the front window. Okay. And then all of a sudden there was a bright light, but it was in that yard. In the backyard. Yes. So you would go out there and it was like that same, it was like a bright indigo. And then at... Maybe my grandmother was an alien. But this is, <laughs> I, I remember this plain as day, okay? Because I had it like twice. And the thing about it though is that afterwards, and this doesn't make any sense to me still to this day. But after that encounter, there were like these small silver circles, okay? 
here. Yeah, like a pierce right back here with these small silver circles, little metal circles, like an earring. Just a shiny, smooth circle back there on um, both times. So like when it happened the second time, I was like not feeling good about it. You get that panicky feeling? Yeah. Yeah, because of that little circle. But on you, though. On everyone who was in that dreamscape. And that's when, and this is years ago, okay? This is ages ago. And that's when I noticed that who had this. See that line? I have that. Yeah. It had something to do with that. I don't know what it is. I don't know what the connection is. Maybe you can gather something because everyone who had that, had that. Do you have that line? What line? What line? So you see that yeah. line? We'll have to look. It's, it's on both, it? too. It's not only on one. It's on both. So it's not a birthmark because a birthmark is only on one. But this is on both. So there, there has what? to be. <laughs> you poor thing. I'm taking you to Coles. What happened? What am I looking for? <laughs> Wait a minute. What happened here? <laughs> what am I looking for? When you have dogs. <laughs> what when you I, have holes in them. What am I oh my gosh. Right here. Do I have? Is it there? Yeah, right here. All right. Oh. Then yeah, he's included. You know. I don't know what I'm looking for. I, okay, we'll talk you, about that later after when we're, we're not on the... on your socks? I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is too funny. We have to have him. I'm taking him to Coles. I'm really living in the trenches. I, I think so. I can't even say that. I think he's embellishing his story because there's proof right there. Oh bad. <laughs> Anyways, the other thing that I want to ask you about the last time when I when we were talking about that whatever it was, Halloween that your grandmother told oh, you was yes. the devil and the thing that I saw at the high school. Because that happened right the only thing separating that area and the backfield of the high school are the houses. Yeah. So do you believe that there's a connection? Do you believe it could be the same thing? Yes, I do. Because when we were coming out from the high school and we were going to turn down one of the corridors, mm -hmm. I heard like a person doing an imitation of a dog howl. And I know it was a person because it was like somebody doing it who wasn't even trying to do it a good job of it. They went, oh, like that. But it was louder and it lasted longer. No, okay, so, um, so my grandmother came to get me from school. Like she walked, and we walked back. And you know, at the dead end. Okay, so you get to the dead end, and then there's like a two-story. You continue walking a little bit up, up more. There's a two-story house to the right. So we had just turned the corner, and we were um, by that two-story house. By I want to say by the driveway area. And all of a sudden, I heard like this howling noise. And, but it made, it made me feel yucky. I was like, what is that? And I even asked my, I even asked my grandma. I remember I got close to her 
I'm like, what is that? And then she told me, that's that's the devil or something like that. Uh-huh. And it totally freaks me out more, right? Okay, great. But you didn't calling. see anything no. then. Okay, yeah, I didn't yeah. see this either. I just heard it. Once we um, passed that, because my thing was, okay, great. <laughs> we're going to pass this and we're going to see the devil, right? So once we passed it, I remember I was looking, but there was nothing there. I mean, there was like no hesitation whatsoever, right? And, you know, there's all these um, uh, myths, you know, as well. But I remember she, there was no hesitation. That's the devil. So, um, yeah, and then it was like not there. Just heard it. There's yeah. no visual. No. Yeah, because this thing, we saw it come in through the gate. I mean, not the gate, through that fence. And remember sometimes there would be bushes covering the yeah. whole fence all the way down the line? Well, it was during summer, but remember sometimes they would have that center gate open? Yeah. Well, that gate was not open or else we would have went through there. We had to go through the front of the high school. So this thing came in through, like, if the gate was here, it came in through here. And then it just, it never came all the way. It just went back and forth, okay, along that fence line, all the way to, like, the utility gates over there, all the way back. And it wasn't walking. It was, like, gliding. Yeah. So... It did it a couple of times, and we're just, like, looking at this thing. And I was like, well, let's go ask it what time it is. And then my friend was like, no, that, that's the devil. I didn't believe it, though. I, I was like, no, I don't have that feeling. I don't know what it was. But then the next thing we knew, it disappeared. And then the basketball court area was back there. And it was there at the basketball court area. And then this big orange, like, burning ember appeared. Then it went like this. Then it disappeared. Then that thing was gone from the basketball courts. It was back over there, walking by the fence line. Now it has a dog with it. We could even hear the dog cling, cling, yeah. little thing around its neck. And it looked like it was a German shepherd. And we were like, okay, that's it. We're getting out of here. And that thing, whatever it was, actually made a sound. And it said, Kali. That's what it said. I'll never forget. We're like, oh, let's get our stuff. We're getting out of here. So we walked back to go through the quarters to go out the front of the school. And that's when we heard that howl. So then we went back around and went the other way. And then once we turned on that corner there... We got towards that corner to go back to the house. And there were like a little group of boys. Oh, yeah. On bikes, riding in a circle under the streetlight. And they were making these weird sounds like, ooh, 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 like that. It was like, what in the fuck is going on here? (laughs) And then, yeah. So when we're halfway to the house, you know, you can see that back gate you can see that fence again because now we're passing like that street there and it's like let me tell you man that school that place there is fucking haunted oh no it is and they actually just redid the entire field really the entire field right 
yeah, they have their football games there now and all like track meets you can hear them. So I'm sure that that just kind of increased the overall activity. Oh, yeah, that place, man. And whatever it is, okay, whatever it is that is there is like diabolical. This thing is not just your average whatever, somebody who went to that school passed away, blah, no. This is something else. Yeah. Well, there was a death there on campus. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is also the principal of the school who died like in the 70s, like in a surfing accident in Mexico or something oh, like that. Yeah. But that's not what caused this. What this thing was, was like, it's not straight out of Compton, it was straight out of hell. Mm-hmm. Even though I didn't get that, you know, I want to get out of here. I wanted to go say, do you know what time it is? <laughs> Because I'm so freaking nosy. Exactly, exactly. I'm too nosy for my own good. No, we're not going to ask him what time it is. That's a devil. We have a pitchfork with him. That's what I always picture. (laughs) Devil ham guy. (laughs) Yeah. So anyways, um, in the last minutes that we've got here, what are your plans? Are you going to, do you have any plans ever writing a book? Have you thought about writing a book? Well, um, I like that look between you guys. Have you been, have you said anything about that? Yeah, we have. Um, apparently, I'm going to write a book about what I don't know. But I do know that it's probably, well, what I'm thinking is probably going to center more around, like, children yeah. with their gifts. Yeah. Um, you know, we see a lot of shows where, you know, you have these other mediums do these documentaries, and they portray how mediums work. But every medium is different. Yes. Um, so I don't even watch those shows. But I know that um, it's probably going to have to do with kids. Um, there's a lot of kids who need, they, they need that help. They do. They, <laughs> oh need, they need the help. Cover that thing. <laughs> they need the, the guidance. Yeah. And, you know, I remember, um, <laughs> I remember he, you know, even mentioned, it's like, I don't know what I would have done with my gift. It wasn't for you, you know, which, you know, I mean, it's scary for them. Even even though he knows what to do, he knows how to clear. When there's something, he'll come to me. Um, well, yeah. I clear the house. Yeah. And there's yeah. times, you know, when he was small, when he was little, I put him on my lap. I say, okay, let's clear. You know, or now I'll tell him, okay, let's clear. I want you to clear it. And I'll tell him what to say. And he knows what to say. He knows what to do. But it's just the whole point of, well, I have my mom here, so my mom can kind of do it for me in a way. But, um, but yeah, I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's probably going to center around kids. I think that's like a great idea. I know that the children are the ones who, I mean, you know, you're, you're young. You, a lot of children, they don't have that guidance. They don't have that parental yeah. guidance and things like that. And it is difficult. No, it is, and then, you know, religion plays such a huge part. Yes, and there's that, yeah. You know, and um, telling kids, well, that's the work of the devil when there's not even a devil. Um, it's your imagination. Who's going to, how can you imagine That was a big that? one, your imagination. Yes. I used to get that a lot. You know, I believe it. Um, or, you know, what you're watching on TV. Yeah, they blame it on that, too, also. You know, it's just society, and then you have these kids who, they'll go into um, into a dark depression. Well, they will withdraw, 
their grades will start to crumble. They become suicidal because they don't know what to do and they don't have that help. Yeah, they're experiencing things that they can't explain. And a lot of things, you can't even prove it. It's very difficult to prove a lot of this stuff. And as, as humans, I mean, the majority of people, they need to see proof. They're very visual. They don't understand that you can't see everything with your eyes. Some things we see with our minds. So. Well, at the beginning, you know, even at school sometimes, he's like, oh, mom, sometimes um, Spirit gives me the answers. I'm like, well, please tell Spirit to show you how to put that on the paper. How you got to. Yeah, because <laughs> if not, what are you going to say? Oh, I got it because Bo gave me the answer. That's what you said. It doesn't work that way, you know, so. Well, anyways, I want to thank you guys for um, agreeing to join me in my little shack. <laughs> Oh my gosh, if you guys could only see what's happening in here right now. <laughs> I swear we buy him some. I'm making a trench kid. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for joining me, Victoria, Irma, and PSK. And um, thank you, listeners. I will be talking to you again soon. Ciao.